welcome to episode 40 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Well, guys, this was going to be, this is intended to be another roundtable episode since I didn't put anything out in January or February, but I didn't have, I, I consider a roundtable to be me and at least two other people. And I wasn't able to get two other people, but I was able to get one other person. So this, instead of being a roundtable, was more just a long conversation with my friend Spencer Brown, who I met through the New York Renaissance Fair. And uh, we just, we talk about everything. I'm not going to go too long on this intro because the conversation is almost two hours long. So I'm going to just let you go. It's going to kind of seem like it's jumping right in, but that's because we couldn't narrow down a subject, so we just talked about everything. It'll make sense. Just uh, without further ado, here's Spencer. <laughs> so, but do you have any, uh, on top of the stuff, do you have any ideas, anything that any anything that you might want to tackle, anything that you were thinking about that might make a good, you know, hour conversation? Oh, man, anything. Like, anything metal, you know? Like, I love the music. I love the genre. And there's a lot of people that are into it that you wouldn't even realize, you know? A lot of people, you say, hey, metal, pff, turns their heads real quick. Boom. Yeah. You never know who's your friend next to you who that's into metal. <laughs> That's how it goes. What's crazy is that I don't know how deep it goes or whatever, but like it turns out that like Lady Gaga is is kind of a metalhead. Oh yeah, I heard that too. Um, she likes Iron Maiden, right? Yeah. And she just did that video, and then a lot of people were talking about it because that's some that's some good work she was doing there on the iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she did that. What was it last year uh, before we before we started? You were talking about the Grammys. She. Uh, yeah. She did a, I think it was at the Grammy. She did a, perf- a performance with Metallica. Oh, she. That's right. I think I heard about that, but I have not seen it. And that is pretty interesting. Yeah, she's into metal and she pays, you know, homage, you know, and appreciation. And that's good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I like that about her. You know, she, Elton John. You know, <laughs> he just put out a song with Ozzy, actually. And mixed with the. The metal. What was that? I said Elton John just put out a song like that. Ozzy put out that new album, and there was a song on the new Ozzy album with Elton John. Oh, really? Yeah. See, it's about goddamn time if you think you know, <laughs> you think about it. <laughs> you know, because I always thought about a good collaboration between them would be awesome. I gotta hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, "Ordinary Man." Ordinary, yeah. See, that's a good title. And it was about how. I mean, it sounds like the chorus basically says, "I don't want to be an ordinary man." There you go. <laughs> See, I really like it. <laughs> I always love Ozzy, man. He's a good dude. I hear he's got some Parkinson's or something. That's what um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Him and Chad was watching uh, that show, The Connors. It's like a spinoff from Roseanne, and oh. him and him and Sharon did like a like a like a guest spot at like the end of this week's episode. They were there for like a minute right before, like during the credits. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I like that. I love Roseanne. I grew up on Roseanne. That's good. Sh- that's a good show. Yeah, they had to change it because, like, she got on Twitter and said some things that some people didn't like. So they're like, all right, your show is canceled. And then. Oh, they... that's right. That's what happened, right? Yeah. She right. Said yeah. So they, they canceled the show and then they Man. basically brought it back without her, you know, changed the name, killed her off in the first episode, and have been going, you know, just with without her uh, involvement for two seasons now. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's why it's called the Connors instead of Roseanne because Roseanne's dead. <laughs> no, I know they just. Uh, how do you kill off the lead of the show and bring back 
that like the spinoff. That's bad, man. Well, that, that's that's happened before. It happened I back know, in but... <sighs> back in the eighties. I think it was the uh, what the fuck show was that? It was uh, oh, the something the Hogan family. That oh, the that's with those. like that started out. The first season of that was something that was called it was called something else. Hogan and, and Hendersons. No, no, no. It was called something else completely. And then, like, the, the lead actress was becoming too difficult to work with or whatever. So they killed her off and then and then made this. Uh, and then it had continued the show without her. And it followed, it's the same as the Connors, followed the rest of the family, you know, just living their life. And then I think they brought in, like, her that sister. That also common, too difficult to work with. <laughs> it's also the uh, can't re- the can't remember the line so it drags on the day exponentially <laughs> so it costs a lot of money that's but, because yeah. they're improv heavy they like improv so yeah remembering lines what's that last word again <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why we go to the rain fair <laughs> that's still something that i need to work on i'm really even even with this even with the podcast i uh yeah. You know, I like to whenever I do the interviews like these ones with with someone on Skype, like with like a friend, friend or friends on Skype, just sort of have like a general idea and just go. But whenever oh, yeah. I'm doing like an interview with somebody, I've always got to have my fucking notebook with everything written down yeah. because I find that if I don't have even the stuff like even the question, you know, I ask in every episode, what is your or how do you feel about the state of where the music industry is, et cetera? Like you think yeah. that because I ask everybody that. I would remember to ask that and I wouldn't have to write it down. But there have been times I, say, I don't have to write it down because I know. And then I don't write it down and I forget. And I've got to go find the guy later and be like, hey, I meant to ask you this, too. Can you just. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's that memory, man. Associative memory with the ADHD. Yeah. Hyperactive. It's not really a deficit. <laughs> you know, I even I even write down when I'm making the notes like, hey, don't forget to take a picture. Don't forget to ask them about songs. Yeah, it's good to take notes, man. Handwritten notes because it helps you remember better. <laughs> I do it with D and D, but then like when I do it with Dungeons and Dragons, I don't I don't go to my notes. I kind of just do it off the cuff. I've I used to do adhere to the notes, and I I'm off I'm the opposite now, improv heavy. <laughs> yeah. But um, the notes are always good to do beforehand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, something so, about handwriting them though. Something about handwriting them down gets in your mind. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What? All right. So I. You know, I, I think that let's just go from here. I'll figure out the, we'll figure out the the fucking intro later. Let's yeah. just keep fucking talking. We'll talk yeah, music. Man. We'll talk metal. Fucking. Uh, Definitely. I guess at first, though, at some point, we <laughs> should let everybody know who the fuck you are. Oh, that's right. Yes, I'm Spencer Brown, a metal enthusiast. I'm friend of Jay Bunny. I met him at Renaissance Fair, Tuxedo Park, New York, New York State Renaissance Fair. It's a great place. My favorite place. How about you, Jay Bunny? That's definitely. Do I keep telling people like with everything that's, that's sort of going on in 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 life in general? That's New York Ren Fair is like my my happy place in the world. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you know, between having friends like you that live a couple states away that I only see there, and yeah. all of the, the the cast and the and the bands and stuff that I only see there. Yeah, it's like entering another world, man. When you when you see it for the first time, before you before you get there, you don't even know. The music is one thing. But the friends you meet, that's it, and that's yeah. how we met. Yeah, yeah, that and and like we were saying before, uh, one of the bands that that regrettably hasn't been to the New York Ren Fair in a few years, the Dread Crew Vodwood. Oh yeah, they're amazing. Because what was funny was was that I was you know I had done uh, for those of you that don't know uh, that, that may be listening, uh, Dread Crew Vodwood is an acoustic pirate metal band that 
plays Ren Fairs. They also play like regular concerts. They go on tour. They went on tour in 2015 with uh, Ailstorm and Swashbuckle right. on the right. uh, Pirate Fest tour. And so I was doing their merch uh, when they were at the New York Ren Fair. Yeah. And then one of the That's years, that they, yeah, one of the years that they weren't there, uh, you met me when I was doing their merch, and then or when I when they were there, you met me doing their merch, and then when they weren't there. Like you just yeah. ran in and you're like, Hey, when's dread crew coming back? And that's how we kind of started talking and yep. struck up a friendship. And they weren't coming back. I was like, Oh, so sad about that. Cause they were, they were literally that kind of why I switched to doing all the pirate thing. My wife loves pirates. So I just decided, Hey, let me take these three days and look through everything I have and put together everything pirate that I have and put together costumes and pirate. Boom. And now I've been pirate ever since. Yeah. And, yeah. Now, and now I'm doing like a pirate RPG thing. I'm coming oh, yeah? out in this thing that's coming out in April. Yeah, I'll tell. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Our characters are coming out in our RPG book. It's crazy. Okay, well, I was gonna say that, that that's not really. Uh, that's that's you know, on these we have a little. Even though this is a, a music podcast, we do have a little more freedom to kind of talk yeah. about what the fuck ever. So tell us a bit about that. Well, it's just uh, the rent fair thing. I just decided again to pirate and really because I do a bunch of you know voices because I do Dungeons and Dragons and it's just because it's fun and hobbies. And then you meet everybody there and it's the most fun you ever had, you know, Ren Fair, as you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's great. You know, you start doing it and it's just some, you know, fun. Uh, pirate stuff is my thing, man. I just, we did it. We, we kickstarted a, a uh, campaign setting for fifth edition uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it's called Seas of Adari. And our cosplay characters that we do at Ren Fair are going to be in the book. That's yeah, awesome, dude. I think it's coming out in print uh, the end of April. And I think you can get it now. Seas of Vodari. Vodari. V-O-D-A-R-I-Y. Yeah. Awesome, man. It's it's pirate stuff. It's fun. Uh, yeah. I have to get a little bit more heavy into it because they do like conventions and stuff. And It's from uh, Tribality Games out okay. of uh, Toronto, Canada. All right. But yeah, the, the Ren Fair is really where it's at. And I love it. Yeah. yeah, what's funny is that a lot of the people, just because you know, it seems like Renfair people are 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 all of a similar ilk as far as being. And I mentioned this uh, when I did a couple of years ago when I yeah. interviewed Matt Young, who actually that episode just got reposted. All of the older episodes are getting reposted now on the CKCC radio site, and that one just got reposted yeah. last week or two weeks ago. And in that episode with Matt Young, I had said like everybody that comes to Renfair has something that is nerdy about them. Oh yeah, totally. Like yeah, definitely. And so I found it's, it's a nerd haven. <laughs> right. And so I found that like a lot of people that go to fair are into D and D. I've I have never played myself. I actually got invited to a game a couple weeks ago by a yeah. Renfair friend and it just oh, wound yeah? up Yeah, it wound up falling through because I was gonna go after work. He yeah. said, Yeah, we normally play late because that was when I would work <laughs> until till two AM. And he said, yeah, we normally play until three. He's like, you might not get here in time to like for us to do a full character setup, but maybe we can make you like a non-player character or something. You can be involved somehow. And then when I was done with work, that's a good dungeon master right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I was like done with work and ready to go, he's like, ah, you know, we had to, we had to stop early today because the friend's house we were playing at, like his, his mom didn't want us there that late. So yeah. And there's also this whole thing going, you know, the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was sort of before. It was sort of before that because that was oh, yeah. when I was still going to work. Like it was. I mean, I, I think it was not totally before the coronavirus, but it was before everything started closing and the world was coming to an end and all yeah. and all that. Good thing I prepared for that fifteen years ago. <laughs> yeah, I keep seeing these these memes on 
on Facebook, like, like, oh, everyone else is 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 doing the same thing that I've been doing forever. My life has not yeah. changed at all. My my life is a quarantine condition. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the thing is, I'm an extrovert. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess tell me a bit about. You know, you're 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 a, you were saying you know you're you're a metal guy, and obviously we, yeah. we bonded over the Dread Crew of Oddwood. I don't know if we're gonna uh, pick. We'll, we'll see what the fuck happens. I don't know if we're gonna pick a specific topic, or if you and I are just gonna talk yeah. about fucking music. So let's jump a bit into uh, you know, how did you sort of first get into like metal music? Was that the first kind of music you got into, or or? Uh, dude, man, my first tape, my first cassette tape was what was it called? Crisscross. Remember those? Okay. Yeah, kids? yeah, yeah, those yeah. Black the, kids that rap that had. Yeah, they wore their clothes backwards. Yeah. Yeah, that was my first tape, and uh, UB40. Okay. You know when they did the cover of Elvis. Okay. You know that one song, "Wise Men Say." You know, wise men say. Oh, only, only fools, only rush, fools in. rush in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, that was my first two tapes. Um, I had those two tapes, and my mother is classically trained vocalist and pianist and stuff. So I was trained in all that stuff in an isolated sort of Disney format until I found White Zombie. About 90, 95, yeah, they came out Astro Creep 2000. I found White Zombie, and that found I found Metal, and then I found Pan- Pantera after that. Okay. And then went into Metallica later on. Yeah, so it was a uh, white zombie to Pantera to Metallica, and then actually Iced Earth early I on. Love Iced Earth, I love yeah. them so much. Yeah, they they really got me into the metal, and those are an odd little source. And then then into the Maiden, and then into the classic stuff. You know, then into the Big Four. It was weird. Yeah, um, I it was uh, kind of like a reversal. You know, like going oh, yeah, well, another way. Well, that's see, that was similar with me because I. The first music, most people, I would think the first thing that you listen to or hear is whatever your parents or your family listen to. And my parents are really into like pop music and country music. And so like the, the, so the first stuff that I really heard a lot of was like Alabama and Garth Brooks and stuff like that. And so like the first, when I was in middle school, the first uh cd because i don't i don't think i yeah. ever had any cassette I mean, tapes but the first music you know, no 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 but music, yeah but, but so at the same time it's country and you know pop yeah. yeah so the first the first cd that i ever had like when i never had any any tapes i went right into cds but the first cd i ever had was my parents got me a disc man for my birthday and sometime okay. in middle school and got me whatever like garth brooks's newest cd was at the time with the disc man i, li- and then, I like garth actually he's kind of badass and then <laughs> and then the first and then the first two the first two albums that I bought myself were uh, Weird Al's in 3D because I had gotten really oh, into Weird. I gotten love Weird Al. Really into Weird Al from a uh, uh, a friend in a couple of friends that were in my grade that were that were into him, yeah. and also and then Metallica's Reload. Those were the first two CDs I bought. Yeah, myself. yeah, Reload was my first Metallica album. Load or Reload, I think. Uh, and then I went backwards, and then I didn't I didn't know about the early ones until later. And I was kind that's of the saved, thing. People give them those. On purpose. People give those like the load reload era albums like a lot of shit, but it was the same thing for me. I got into them first and then went back to the stuff in the eighties. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I did the same same as well. Like and uh, yeah, I, I kind of like I do that on purpose actually with music. I kind of let it come to me, you know. Like yeah. uh, I don't actually actively seek it out because there's too much content. I let it come to me, and certain ones that stick. I also like. 
to just hear it without knowing who it is right and then, right. Lo- and then look and find out it's kind of like an old radio thing you know like <laughs> you know like uh Oh, I, I, what, who's this? You know, <laughs> not knowing who it is. It's right, right. Good to know. <laughs> and then you not- can always, I mean, uh, you can always use, they have, what's funny is I said to somebody the other day that I thought would know, uh, but they didn't was like, I said, oh, you, you know, you could use Shazam. You know, if you don't know what the mm. song is, you play Shaz- you play it, you put the Shazam on and it can yeah, tell you. And they're, they're like, Shazam, what's that? I was like, all right, never mind. Don't, don't worry about it. I was just trying to. That's old, get- man. That's like one of the first apps ever. Well, what's funny like when is I heard still... apps, I was like, that was the first one I ever heard of. Well, and it's what's funny is it's still a thing. I don't know if you saw yeah. that they actually have a game show now yeah. hosted by Jamie Foxx, I think. That's it's it's yep. my I've never seen it, but it, my understanding is it's similar to name that tune, but you have to guess the song before Shazam does. Oh, that's a good idea, man. I mean, I actually am pretty good with that with the metal, you know, like naming a song within the first, you know, ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I know this one. Oh, I mean, that's actually pretty easy. You know, five seconds would be challenging, I guess. So <laughs> you were saying you got into Iced Earth. What was the first, uh, because there's been many, many oh, yeah. different band members and many different eras of Iced Earth. Like, uh, when you got into Iced Earth, who was the vocalist at the time you got into Iced uh, Earth? My first album for Iced Earth, man. Oh, that would be the Horror Show album. Oh, nice. I, I used to work at Sam Goody. Okay. My first jobs, like, you know, organizing music back then <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. whenever that was one of my first jobs i mean i i did construction since i was like eight but uh first retail job sam goody doing music and yeah lincoln parks for his album i remember that coming out that at that time frame yeah yeah 2000 going going through going through those uh going through the music organizing things i remember going through a lot of that yeah Okay, so so horror show that was Matt Barlow. That was the first. That was the yeah. first Ice Earth around the time that I got into Ice Earth. He was their singer at the time too. I had some friends yeah. who were like, "Dude, if you're in a metal, you'll love this band." Yep. And they gave me, uh, they they made me copies of of uh, horror show and also of the the ver- the very first uh, something wicked album. Oh, that one's a good one. Yeah, they're all good. I mean, even even the very first ones, I like. I like that original shrill vocal thing. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I like that raw garage style, you know, like everyone else is going a different way at that time, you know, when they first came out and they went that way in America. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting choice for Florida band, right? They're from Florida, right? I don't know. I, I know that they're, they're, I'm fairly certain that John Schaefer now is, is lives in like the Midwest, Indiana, yeah, something Indiana, like that, but I don't yeah, know if they I think came. He is, right? I, I don't know if they. I don't know if they. They might have started in Florida, though. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I, I. Sometimes I read stuff. And I remember being Florida, maybe, but I could be wrong. But yeah, Indiana seems correct. They're awesome, and I love Schaefer, and I like how they're, you know, just that raw style they have. You know, just like I am who I am. Thing. You know what? You're absolutely right. I've just pulled it up on Wikipedia. Iced Earth is a heavy metal band from Tampa, Florida. You're Tampa, yeah, right. yeah, right. Because everyone else is doing death metal at that time, man. Like, Especially out of Florida. Yeah, I mean, death is death is heavy at that time. You know, band death. And, uh, you know, obituary starting out, you know, fucking, you know, a cannibal corpse just moved from Buffalo down to, like, Florida at that time. Yep, because, yep. like, you know, the whole, vo- you know, they changed vocalists and the whole deal, like, you know, the whole deal. <laughs> I have more yeah, than yeah. And, um, yeah, so, like, them going that style, that power, epic, you know, garage style at that time was kind of ballsy. 
And what's great, dude, is I, I, I have, there's never been, I mean, there's obviously I have a preference, but I, I haven't heard anything yet from, from Ice Earth that I have disliked over all the band member changes, over all of the singer changes. I, I got to see them with, with two, uh, two of their different singers. I saw them with Matt Barlow and I saw them with their, their current singer, Stu Block, who yeah. used to be in the, the Canadian uh, metal band Into Eternity. Yep. I don't think I ever saw them with Ripper, although I saw I actually have I have had Ripper on this show. I saw him with yeah. uh, last year with his band the Three Tremors. I've never got to see them at all. Oh, really? And I've seen a lot of bands and I've never gotten to see them. Uh but they're one of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> yeah. What was cool was I got I got to see I saw them and then I also got to have like a bit of a a conversation with John Schaefer and Stu Block. Oh, yeah. yeah, because what ha- they were are you familiar with? I mean, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Symphony X, but are you familiar with the band Adrenaline Mob? I know Symphony X, but I do not know Adrenaline Mob. Okay, so Adrenaline Mob was a band. I don't I don't think they're a band anymore. They had some pretty tragic circumstances, uh, but they they basically they there was they were more of a like a mainstream sort of radio rock like hard rock band. Oh, and really? it, was, it was the singer from Symphony X was the singer of that band. Uh, at one point, Mike Portnoy was their drummer. Oh, at, wow. At, oh, wow. At one point, oh, what is that guy's name? The Duke. Yeah, but Portnoy. Rich, uh, oh. Rich, Rich from fucking used to be in, uh, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank one. I don't have it in front of me. He's, he's currently in the band Fozzy oh. and, used, and used to be in Stuck Mojo. Oh, I know, Stuck Mojo. He, he was in the band at one point. They, they had a bunch of band member changes after Portnoy left. They had the drummer from uh, Twisted Sister until he died of uh, like a heart attack on their fucking tour bus, actually. Well, you know, got to take it easy. Rich, Rich Ward, that's who it is. Again, I got that's that's a good thing about about doing these in, in at home is you get the uh, the internet at your disposal. Uh, yeah, Rich Ward, who was the guitarist for Stuck Mojo and also currently the guitarist for Fozzy. So. So anyway, they were playing, Adrenaline Mob was playing in New York City. They were doing a CD release show. Yeah. And at the same time, Symphony X and Iced Earth were touring together. So Symphony X and Iced Earth played a show in New York City the one day, whatever day it was. And then the next day, Adrenaline Mob played their CD release show in New York City. So everybody kind of stuck around. So Stu and John Schaefer were there at the Adrenaline Mob show just kind of hanging out in the crowd, so I got to BS with them for a little bit. I'd love to have them on this show at some point. but Yeah, that's awesome, man. Like, oof. I've only gotten to speak to a few band members at any point. <laughs> uh, in Toad's Place in New Haven, Connecticut, All Shall Perish, what's his name? Eddie Hermita? I remember having a shot with him at the bar after his set. Yeah, and, I saw uh, them. Wait a minute. I, when when did I, you? I see didn't really me? talk with them. I just gave, like gave them a head nod, and I think I bought them a shot. But I didn't really say Who else was playing game. that show? <laughs> that time Battle that you Cross maybe or In Flames with with them? Dude. Demon Hunter. Dude. <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago. Though. No, 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 no. That that was before we knew each other. But I was at that. Yeah. Show. Oh, really? I was because I I had really wanted to see Demon Hunter. They yeah. never seemed to play in Jersey. And they were doing that tour. They were playing that oh, show. Yeah. In, they were playing that show, show in Connecticut. They, they were playing good. a show in PA. And they were playing a show in upstate New York. And it was like, all of these places are the same like distance and amount of time away from me. So it's just, what day of the week do I want to go? And so oh, the day dude, of the week that I picked place, wound That's up being place. that Connecticut show. 
And so, yeah, so I went to that. I, I saw that show. I met a couple yeah. of people there. There's one dude. That place has uh, been open for a long time. I don't even know, like almost 40 years, maybe. <laughs> What's funny is like, I only went more. there. It's, I mean, Sabbath has played there back in the day. Even. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 old as hell. I mean, I mean, door the Doors did not play there. They played at the Coliseum and they tore that down. I took pictures of that like a week before they took it down. Wow. But I got to find that roll of film. <laughs> well, what's funny is that I only went there that one time, but, you know, and I bought the tickets, I guess, directly through their website. I still get like Toad's Place emails. Here's what's coming up. I was like, I don't know when I'm going to be there next, but okay. Kind of a classic place. Uh, their acoustics are all right. I've been in a couple weird pits there back in the day. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good spot, like for, like, you know, seeing a band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember having a couple shots with Eddie Hermita at the bar there, and I think uh, Battlecross. I talked with them there. Yeah, they yeah. were cool. They, they were. I have to say, Battlecross. I've seen some good bands live, man. Their bassist, one of the best bassists I've ever seen live, man. Oof, it was like tarantula fingers, man. A pick in the I, mouth, switching you know back and forth, slapping that thing like like I was like, whoa! I I, I took, I I learned that night. I I got school that night <laughs> you know like i i walked away learning something you know what's funny is i was just until you mentioned them i, I hadn't heard their name in a while and i was wondering if they're still around it looks like i mean I coronavirus aside it looks like they're supposed to be on tour with hate breed and havoc and that is a show i would love to uh, love to see if they're playing this area Are and they it doesn't really wow. yeah i mean that makes sense a lot of sense because their their style is a little bit along that hard hardcore metalcore you know blackened stuff <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's according good. to their website the only tour the only date they have scheduled right now is in ohio so that's not anywhere yeah near me, yeah ohio that makes me think like um i like that band skeleton witch they're from ohio oh okay yeah i like them a lot uh but i haven't heard anything about them in a while and i haven't seen i think i saw them live one time but I don't think I don't, I've ever seen them. I think that that's one I of those. I used to go to a lot of fests, you know, like uh, Summer Slaughters and stuff like that. I'd like to see a bunch of bands and like, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of Ozfests, you know, early on. Oh, yeah, man. I did I did Ozfest every year from 02 to yeah. 2007, I think, was the last one I went to because. Yeah, I did the, that core block, too, like in Connecticut, mostly. Yeah. yeah, I did him in I did him in Jersey, uh, but yeah, I, I I never went to Summer Slaughter. That that tends to be a little bit more yeah. on the have like the more brutal side, and that's oh, not really dude. sort of where I tend to. Dude, leave. I forgot I had my glasses on, and I went in the pit. Oh, <laughs> it was fun. Well, I mean, you still have both your eyeballs, and as far as I know, they work. Yeah, oh, yeah, I just <laughs> lost those glasses, man. But yeah, yeah, I needed them. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I did a lot of Ozfest, and then and then when that and then the same year basically that Ozfest stopped, you know they started the yeah. Mayhem Fest and the Uproar Fest. Yeah, did all those. They're supposed to be bringing Mayhem back this year, but again, coronavirus. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Well, you know, the metal crowd and the virus. Yeah, it's a virus, goddamn people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pandemic. You got to stay home. <laughs> well, it's funny, and people give me bit. people give me a lot of shit about this because they say that it 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 does it has some negative impact on my metal cred or whatever, but I'm supposed yeah. to be taking my, I'm supposed to be going, taking my kids to see uh five finger death punch in May. And thankfully uh, that, that has not been canceled as of yet. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're a good band and I like them. And uh, that no cred, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, that, that, that comes on a whole nother topic of, 
philosophy and dichotomy of yeah. the middle crowd. Yeah, the whole thing. Like, uh, no, take your kids. You know, if it's if, if you're clear, clear to go, you're good. You know, just be yeah. safe. Don't touch your face. You know, sanitize. <laughs> you're good. Uh, keep up with those uh, holistic remedies and you do not homeopathic, but holistic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, natural stuff. How do you do? Did you see a lot of these, uh, you know, in the wake of this, a lot of these uh, distilleries and stuff are, are breaking from, like, making the spirits and making hand sanitizer instead? Oh, really? That's a good idea. Yeah, and they're just, like, mostly going to be, it seems, the, the couple that I heard of, they're like, yeah, we're just going to, we just need to, because I guess the, the, I actually saw in the news last night, they were they did a story on one of them, and they said, yeah, it's basically, I mean, it's either two parts or three parts alcohol to one part aloe, and they're just having trouble uh, getting the aloe supply to be able to finish making it, but that once they do it, they're gonna, you know, it's gonna be free. The aloe supply. <laughs> Who, who's got a like a stockpile greenhouse supply of aloe? <laughs> sure. So I was thinking we were talking before about Iced Earth, and then we were, I was yeah. just talking about the Five Finger Death Punch tour. One of the the, the opening yeah. band of the Five Finger Death Punch tour is Ice Nine Kills, and both Ice Nine Kills and Iced Earth, uh, other than having ice in their names, uh, both are kind of known for. Uh, and other bands do it too, but both have been more known for uh, like concept albums. Uh, you know, you had mentioned yeah. Horror Show by Iced Earth, which you know is yeah. all about like yeah, classic concept concerts and stuff. They also they've had other Iced Earth has had other uh, concept albums as well. They had the uh, I believe it was the Glorious Burden was sort of all about the like the American like Revolutionary War, Civil War kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a good one, man. And that's a, that's a stem off of that Horror Show song. Um, what's it called don't tread on me thing you know like uh, yeah ghost of freedom that song on horror show ghost of freedom brings me to tears like asmr brings me to tears like right now i'm talking about it brings me to tears Woo! like wow. that song is i think the inspiration i think for that whole entire album because that ghost of freedom the revolutionary spirit thing like just the tones in that song those are good. That's a good song. Yeah, and then I don't know how familiar you are with with uh, with Ice Nine Kills, but their most recent album uh, was called The Silver Scream, and that and that's all about basically they've taken most of most of the movies are horror movies. Every song is about a different kind of like horror or slasher movie. They also oh yeah, I don't know that I'd consider it a horror movie, but they also put did a song for The Crow. Like I. I guess yeah. that that can kind of fit with a the theme, but I, well, I and, technically the action film, but you know, like, yeah. right. It, it's a, I guess in a sense, a horror film, the sense awakening and I'm still alive, but, but it should be dead horror. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, so gothic, set, gothic sense. So I was going to ask you, uh, you know, what are some other maybe concept albums that, that you really dig? Well, yeah. I mean, I am poor, like come up with some things real quick. Cause I, because I know some, but they're in there. Locked mm. away. All Concept right, well. albums. What's your favorite? Well, I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like the. Uh, what's funny? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a concept album. Is you had those that two part album uh, by Iced Earth actually the the Something Wicked where because they had that Something Wicked This Way Comes song, and then oh, they yeah. turned that song into a whole fucking story and they did a two part like they did a double album. Yeah, I like followed that, that story, story being told over a long period of time. Yeah, like Night of the Storm Stormwriter is even, you know, technically a concept album. Right, they're all just concept albums. Like I uh, like that. I another like one that. that I know didn't, didn't maybe go over. Blind with Guardian, oh, you know. 
with with people maybe as well as it should have was uh, there was a Judas Priest uh, concept album which was all about Nostradamus. Oh yeah, which and one that was, was that? I actually don't know that. I think it was just called Nostradamus. I'm gonna have to check that out. And I know that I had I had won it off of the radio and then couldn't get there to pick it up, and so a friend picked it up for me and listened to it before he gave it to me. And I said to him, "What'd you think of it?" And he said, "Uh." I think that they were they leaned too heavy into the concept, and and the songs suffered a bit. I think that maybe that can if, be that can be a problem, like you know, like leaning too far into the concept. Yeah, like I think I that, that it didn't it didn't necessarily maybe need to be two discs. Yeah, it was called. I'm go. pulling it up again. Wikipedia. It was released in 2008, and it was just called Nostradamus, yeah. and it was 23 songs over two discs. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. See. Yeah, concept album too long, you know, at the risk of being pretentious, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, I can see that because I'm a person that listens to whole albums. So yeah, yeah, like instead of the songs, I like to listen to whole albums or ad based funded. So I just, quick, I just did a quick, I just did a quick Google search of heavy metal concept albums, and Google changed it to best heavy metal concept albums. And uh, the first, the first, and I don't know that this is necessarily, you know, because Google searches are not necessarily in a particular order, but the first one that comes up is uh, Operation Mindcrime by Queensryche. Oh, yeah, Queensryche, dude. They're awesome. And then yeah. Leviathan by Mastodon. That was actually, I, 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 like you said, yeah. it's like kind of you forget until you look at that. Was, that yeah, to forget. me was crazy. It's like a metal band is doing yeah, a concept Mastodon. album oh, about first Moby time I Dick. Ever ever heard Mastodon was I think 04 or 05 Ozfest in the pit the second stage pit the yep. pavement pit yep yep and I lost my shoe lost my shoe inadvertently in the pit like it just erupted around me like was like hey who's this band you know oh Mastodon cool there's a pit like did not expect that because it's kind of stoner metal you know and didn't really expect the heavy pit that was you know going on and that's when i first remember hearing Mastodon. yeah that was actually what's hitting my ears you know like oh my god this drummer these guys those guys were awesome i think they they are still awesome (laughs) yeah they were touring on that album on that ozfest actually 2004 because that's when that came out yeah i mean i remember that's when i first heard them yeah them also at the same time arch enemy yeah that's what i heard man i love i love that band those ozfest man during that time period were awesome you know what's funny is that they they had said ozfest yeah. was going to continue even after like ozzy was done yeah and i think that that would have been a good idea but they didn't end up following through what they wound up doing yeah. was they had said like you know i think it was to the 2000 and maybe the 2007 ozfest possibly was they had said okay you know ozzy is going to sort of take a step back from touring and we're still going to have the ozfest yeah. But Ozzy will only be on like certain dates. And so originally that year it was like, or maybe it was 2006, whenever it was, they said that, okay, like Disturbed and System of a Down will headline uh, most of the tour. And then Ozzy will show up in like the major cities, you know, New York, LA, whatever. And then, and then they wind up saying, okay, you know what? Ozzy's going to headline the second stage. So System of a Down and Disturbed will still headline the main. And I think that that kind of would have been a great idea to keep the thing going and keep it as a brand that didn't necessarily require 
uh, Ozzy's involvement as long as like his wife and his company or whatever were still putting it together. But they didn't end up, you know, they didn't end up doing that. They wound up stopping yeah. and Mayhem it, took over for a while. Probably a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, that we can't even speculate to. Money issues, contractual issues. And, but everyone probably would have loved it, you know? Yeah. It probably, it probably would have kept on going if, if possible. Yeah. You know I, mean? uh, I think probably, we don't even know, I'm speculating, but probably legally, they probably couldn't do it. So for probably some sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's about like, you know, the venues, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, the percentage and if it's not making profit, then you can't do it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that, you know, I ask a lot of, when I have musicians on the show, I ask them how they feel about, you know, the fact that all of the, the Ozfests and mayhems and all of like the touring festivals like that have gone away and they seem to be more favoring in the marketplace. Now these like, uh, you know, weekend destination festivals like, yeah. you know, they used to have the Rock on the Range and then they changed it to Sonic Temple and and all those kind of things and and Lollapalooza, which was a big touring yeah. festival staple of the of the nineties. When they yeah, bring no. when they bring that back from time to time, it tends to be just like a destination thing, usually in like the Chicago area, you know. And I asked them, you know, from from a the standpoint of a musician, how do they feel about that changing and everything? And and it always it always seems to come up that. Uh, like you said, like you know, as as fans, we don't tend to know what goes on in the in the background and behind the scenes, and that it tends to sort of usually be easier and and more profitable to organize those destination things instead of a full, you know, cross country yeah. festival tour. Yeah, and it's touching on a new point too, like you know, live streaming and people paying for subscriptions. Like, dude, I'd pay for a subscription of a live stream of my band, my favorite band playing weekly. You yeah. I mean? Like I would do that. And I was talking about this with a guy I work with because he's in the film, you know, film business and the music business. And he, you know, does a lot of things and it's about this live streaming thing. And you know, that's an interesting thing. Like now people work, people got a lot of, you know, I often miss concerts because I'm ill-informed. Right, <laughs> you know? right, 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 right. You know, we have, to, we have lives. And I work, you know, when you work 90, 80 hours plus week, you know, per week, it's hard to keep up with your favorite bands and follow them, you know, and go to live shows. And so, you know, you know, some bands playing, playing in their studio, streaming might be a cool thing. You well, know, you know, it's funny is that a lot of bands are doing that just yeah. over the last few days just because of yep. the coronavirus and all that. And they're not even charging for it. It's like, oh, so-and-so's yeah. doing a free stream. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, not not that they're so much a metal band, but yeah. uh, Dropkick Murphys did because they always do some kind of a St. Patrick's show because that they, that's, true. You know, that's, yeah, that's their that's vibe their thing, and they're man. from Boston and all that. And so because they had to cancel that this year, they did a free stream online the other day. I know that a lot of the, like, there was a big, also that same day, St. Patrick's Day, a lot of, like Irish and Celtic Ren Fair type bands. I know Matt Young, who again I mentioned before I had on the show. He oh yeah he did a thing, and uh, you know other metal metal bands too that have just they've had to cancel shows, so they've been playing wherever they can set up with with no audience and just streaming it on the internet. Yeah, it's 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 a, th- a thing now, you know, and a lot of people are making money in different venues and ways. It's live streaming. You yeah, know? you know, I'd always thought before before the internet 
became as accessible as it as it is now and and high speed and all that i always used to think that it'd be cool to have you know maybe if you couldn't go to the show like have it on pay-per-view or something like something something similar to this but but pre-internet although i guess that that would be however they do it would it would be difficult to do simply because yeah pay-per-view uh, tickles my wrestling bone <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know you were a wrestling guy oh man i'm from connecticut that's true yeah you are you are in the the home area there of the wwe we, uh, it's something it's something in the water here man <laughs> I actually heard speaking of, you know, if we want to get into that, speaking of events that, yeah. you know, they had to cancel WrestleMania that's coming up. And so they're going to be doing they've been doing their their weekly shows, you know, just from from Florida with no audience. And they're going to be doing some sort of uh, they're still going to be doing a WrestleMania, but it's going to be filmed from various locations uh, over two days now, I guess, yeah. without without any audience. It's going to be tough, but. As long you know, they can keep a crowd. You know, it's all about the the internet, internet age, man. You know, yeah. like that's the whole thing right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what I was going to say before, as far as like trying to put concerts on pay per view or doing live streams, is that I think that that may become expensive just due to like I guess the 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 crew that would be need, required, the additional crew that would be required to to do such a thing, just because I know that oh yeah, there Cruise was expensive. a there was a tour that. Disturbed did a few years ago where they were saying like, oh, if you pay an extra 30 bucks or whatever it was on top of your ticket, you know, and Alterbridge did the same thing uh, on a different tour. Uh, if you pay yeah. X amount of extra money on top of your ticket, when you leave, you come up to the merch and show that you paid for it and we'll give you uh, the concert or the audio of the concert on a thumb drive. And Ooh. I know that that disturbed had to be, they couldn't do it in New Jersey. And I, oh. the spec speculation was that it was like the, the, whatever it was with the, the union or whatever would have cost them too much. So they said, anybody attending uh, that show, yeah. anybody attending that show that pays for it, you can have, uh, any of the other shows that you want, but we, we can't do this particular one, but I know that alter, I guess it was in Jersey. Cause I know alter bridge did it in New York and I actually bought that, when I saw Alter Bridge in New York City a bunch of years ago, 2000, yeah, fucking 12 maybe, and it was pretty cool to be able to have to own the concert that you were just at on a fucking USB drive and be able to. I, I mean, to to I would pay one. extra for that. I mean, you said 30 bucks extra. I think it was 20 or th between 20 and 30. Yeah, like it wasn't. I mean, it was like it was you know similar it, in cost. I mean, of to course, it depends cost. on your personal disposable income, but to me, that's a value. Yeah, I mean, higher than that. What's funny is that is that for for fans that are into that kind of thing, apparently, um, Metallica's been recording like all of their almost all of their shows since they became a band, and you can actually log on to yeah like their site. I heard that. And Just you can the other day, my, you, know, you know, talk at work, everyone was like, "Oh, you know, Metallica." Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah, and it's a great idea. So, like, I had downloaded. There were some from like back in their early, early days that were free. So I downloaded all the free ones. I know. And what's funny is like I was trying to look for shows that I had gone to, and it was like, oh, go figure. Like the first, because like, I I've only seen them twice, and yeah. it was like, oh, go figure. Like the the one the the first one that I went to, I think it was like was wasn't available, but I th I think the second one was. I, I, but I just think that that's cool that they they. Have been, you know, archiving this stuff for so long, and and now they're... yeah, it, it's a great idea. I mean, people people rag on them, 
you know, and Lars in particular for the Napster thing. Yeah. But they saved the music business. Think about it. <laughs> they saved the entire business. I just think know? it's cool that they kind of had, I don't know if you want to call it the foresight or whatever to, to do that. And now in this sort of new economy, this new music industry, you know, they're able to use that to their benefit. Like it's another, it's another source of monetization for them. It's like, Hey, you know, if you really liked the show you went to, or, you know, you couldn't go to this show and here's when it was, you want to fucking buy, you can buy them all if you want. That's definite foresight. They, they, they saw what was coming and I give them credit. They had the foresight to, to see like, Hey, they had something marketable and they had something that was theirs. Yeah. You know, and I, I, people knock on them for that, but I have to say, I give them props. Do you think that that might be something that more bands might start to do? Like to, you know, oh, you yeah, know. man. Yeah, you got, you got to like you know, own your stuff. I'm a musician. I taught myself a bunch of stuff. I, I've lost a lot of work to thieves, literal thieves breaking in and stealing your computer type of thieves. Mm. And other thieves and thieves of names and thieves of songs. And it's the idea you got to own your product. You got to own what you made, own your intellectual property and put your face next to it. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the, the separator there is that it's sound. It's a sound media, but you got to put your face to it too. You know, I mean, I'm an anti-materialist. I'm the non-materialist. And that's why I'm like, ah, you know, I'm money from that shit. But sometimes you gotta, you gotta like, on what you created, you know, and make sure people don't exploit you. And that's, I give people props for like standing up to others exploiting them, which happens all too prevalently in the, the music business and a lot of businesses for that matter. What's funny is that there was this whole thing with, are you familiar? You said you used to go to a lot of Ozfest around the same time as me. So you're probably familiar yeah. with the, with the band Flaw. Yeah, Flaw and uh, Nonpoint was around at that time too. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're both they're both actually still around. I had I had oh, a yeah? couple of the, I had a couple of the members of Nonpoint on the show last year. Oh yeah. I've been I've been trying to get Flaw on every time they come through, but uh, that hasn't worked out for me so far. But what I was going to bring up, and, and if they <laughs> if I bring this up and they hear it, they might not want to be on. But <laughs> their yeah. last their last album got a lot of shit for there was they found out that. People the, give a shit, you know. A lot of the guitar riffs on there yeah. were like ripped off from like these YouTube guys. What YouTube guys? Like like metal YouTube guys and like what happened oh, yeah? what, what wound there, up what's the YouTube guys? I'll have to I'll give me a second to pull it up, but, but oh, what boy. basically happened that the or what they say happened is they, they wound up kicking the guitarist out after they found out about it, and what oh, he said was good. well He's like, I record a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of riffs and whatever onto my computer, you know, to use at a later time. But I also look up stuff on the Internet just to get my chops up. And there yep. was some stuff that I had recorded that was someone else's work that I didn't label properly. And then I used it as one of my own riffs and it was a mistake. I, mean, I don't know how much truth there is to that or not. I'm not that guy. I don't know what he did, but. You know, that's that's you know I mean, tying into like you know what you were saying about like people now we're going to like another genre of music, rap. You know, the whole thing is about like getting the the the, the riff and the thing that isn't obtained. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. on copywritten. You know, like they're always covering each other, like vanilla ice, you know, and under pressure. Oh yeah, and yeah. The whole deal and like covers and non cover you know, like 
technically how it goes theory wise you're off a couple notes like slightly and you know and you're you're different right <laughs> so, yeah i guess that wasn't that vanilla ice's argument was like oh we put this extra thing here so it's not the yeah. same you know so it's different you know so like there's this whole deal you know I, that argument can be placed to a lot of places and okay so I I just, did, a, uh, did a person steal things i don't know who i don't know anything about this you know so, so yeah like, so i just i just uh I plagiarism just, is bad it, you know if you did it consciously not a good idea but sometimes people come up with the same idea simultaneously yeah so and i then, just you know that's just, how that goes and not always not not always things are you know put together yeah. or published or you know put out there at the same time you know, so, I've had that happen where I'm like, oh, shit, look at this awesome riff I came up with. Because I personally stay away from doing covers and doing anything. And that's why I let music come to me rather than going after it. So I don't let it affect my creativity. And there are people I come up with riffs. I'm like, oh, shit, that's a riff like this. Oh, I can't do that. You know, yeah, it happens all the time. You know, it's in it's inevitable yeah. in music creation <laughs> to come up with something that somebody else came up with. Okay, yeah. so I, I googled the flaw thing, and it looks like the, the some of the stuff that was was uh, taken, it was plagiarized, whatever, supposedly, mm-hmm. was from this YouTuber named Douglas Patrick. Okay. Who had some videos on, on YouTube that, uh, like the one that they're saying got ripped off was called Corn Style New Metal Rap Metal Instrumental Number 14. And that and was I guess the name it, of the new one or the old well, one? Well, that was the name of like the thing on YouTube and then then and then okay. the the flaw song that it came from the flaw song that they say was was you know that was made from that riff was called Wake Up. Um yeah. I guess from their from their more recent album. But it looks like this guy just does a lot of yeah. corn sound because there's he's got another one, corn yeah, style I mean, if number twenty two. You kinda of go along those like uh modes and you kinda of link your scales through your modes. You kind of come along a lot of the same things. It's math. Yeah, <laughs> so it yeah. Probably happened by accident. I, I would. I mean, this is me as an outsider, like you know, thing like it's math, and yeah. it probably happened by accident. Yeah, most likely. Because <laughs> no, musicians, it defeats the purpose of creation if you're plagiarizing. Right. And a lot of us that create music strive. For uniqueness yeah and it kind of defeats the entire purpose of the whole thing so it's kind of ludicrous to think about somebody doing that on purpose yeah i get what you're you saying know? you know it's like it happened probably by by accident right i think personally and that's what that that's like just uh, thinking about the math of it <laughs> you know without actually knowing all the particulars yeah 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 I hear you, but yeah, yeah, that was that was a thing. Like I said, I'd love to have uh, their singer Chris Falls on the show at some point. You know, they they tend to come through Jersey. You know, whenever yeah. they go on tour, the the one the one uh, promoter that I go to a lot of her shows, she books them whenever they're on tour. So yeah. I'm hoping at some point, like there was a couple times I reached out to their um, their PR person, and she was like, ah, you know, they're not the thing. The problem, I guess, that I run into being a small podcast out of New Jersey yeah. that interviews bands when they come to the area. Yep. Is that if they are a big name or they've ever been a big name, you run into the issue of, well, you know, they're going to be doing media in New York all day before the show and they don't have time for you. Well, man, <laughs> don't start off with that idea, you know, like sometimes just. Uh, no, see, so the thing it. is that. Right. Well, see, the thing is that I, I, you know, 
I said to my son one time, because from me having this podcast, my son decided he wanted to do his own. And he's yeah. done a he's done a couple of things where he just Boy, you know hey this is the first podcast I've ever done. There that's excellent. See, that's I'm glad to be. I'm I always like being somebody's first. There you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, thanks, mate, for breaking me, Terry. <laughs> but um, I you know I said to him one time when it was he interviewed me for his podcast, you know I said that people don't know who I am yet, but I I hope that one day they will. You know, I just, I'm right. just going to keep, you know, I just keep trying, you know, I keep trying to grow this thing, um, you know, and I know that you and I have talked at, at, at Renfair, because yeah. uh, that's mostly where we talk about, about ways that we can Truly. do that. Yo, man, if we live closer, I'd hang out with you every day. That's how that goes. <laughs> that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a cool thing about being in, in the, uh, you know, in the internet world though, is that it's not, uh, it's not too difficult to keep in touch with your yeah. friends, no matter yeah, where the fuck yeah, they I'm are. I'm kind of new to the internet thing, man. Like, I right, had right. Like an internet phobia for a long time, and I'm cool with it now. Right. No. Yeah. That no. I remember you were telling me that you thing. were really. I know for when we first met, actually, that you uh, you didn't uh, even I'll, have your own Facebook. I had to dude, I had to I reach out to you through your your girlfriend's along, Facebook. I'm, I'm on that cusp of like you know old radio style and podcast and like you know the internet and the old and even though I'm young. I'm kind of like raised on this old style of like, I love Lucy and I dream of Jeannie, but, uh, it's changed. I hear you, man. I'm kind of, I, I'm, I'm one that not, not just when it comes to, uh, the internet, but just in general, I kind of, I kind of like to be, I'm kind of set in my ways. I don't like when things change, you know, yeah, and so I've, it's, I've, it, I've learned to like, you know, change can be exhilarating and it helps invigorate the mind and you find things that you lost when you change. Yeah. It's true. Well, it's, it's like it took me a long time to to finally give in to a lot of the like to a lot of the the social media that's that's sort of out now. Like I was when when MySpace was a thing. Like that was I was on there a lot. Oh, yeah, everybody was like everybody was like no no we're going to Facebook now. I was like I don't want to. Yeah, remember, and then like everybody else Facebook? left I MySpace. Call it the Facebook. I call it the Twitter. And I call it the thing. Like I just oh, call you're, it the so you're so you're you're like an old man with with the Google. I guess, like, oh, man. <laughs> it's so well, it was it's so it, weird all of a sudden being old all of a sudden. Like, it hit 35, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm old. <laughs> What's oh, funny shit, is that... Everything is I that, love is old now. I, 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 you know, I stayed on fucking MySpace till there was nobody there. And then it was like, all right, everybody's <laughs> gone. I guess I should go to Facebook where people are. <laughs> That's funny, man. Everybody's gone. And then, like, oh, and then I didn't do, you know, I only, the, 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 reason i originally signed it because i have two twitter accounts i have like my personal twitter account and then my yeah. uh the it's podcast me, man. and so i didn't the reason i signed up initially for twitter because i kind of thought yeah. I, I had seen i guess it was a meme before memes had the name meme oh, where, yeah. but it was basically where, where people were saying like this is this is what different social media it's like facebook it's this type of person and this and that and so oh, what that's, the, that's so, i don't even that's remember so what to it think about that's so fun to think about like the moment when meme became a word yeah yeah but what was <laughs> funny like, was that like what were you doing when like meme wasn't a word yet right right <laughs> so i don't remember what they said facebook was uh, for but it was like it was like twitter is for people that with with uh with eight with, with like short attention span or add <laughs> And then, Insta oh yeah, man! Like I found Twitter like like last February, and I was like, "Oh my god, this and thing functions like my brain does." <laughs> and then it said that that the um, 
that Instagram was basically Twitter for people because it's all pictures. Like Instagram yeah. is Twitter <laughs> for people that can't read. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's so, like words? Oh, man. And, and so like, I didn't, I didn't do those for a while. And then I signed up for Twitter because there, there was a page on, on There's Facebook. There's lots of typing involved. Well, there was a page on Facebook that I was following that was put together uh, by a band I was into and some other people in the music industry called Industry Embers, which I always promote uh, during all these shows because I, I became involved with it too. And it's basically an advocacy organization for buying music and, and okay. keeping industry yeah, I like em- buying live. music instead of getting it free personally because I'm, I'm in the film business. I like the music business. I like to buy my music, man. Right, like right. Physical copies of my music. I mean, and and so well as how it is too sometimes i like mp3s but i like a, a lps and i like tapes and i like cds i like physical copies of my music yeah, yeah. i don't know well so they the part of what they do what well, part of the thing for the industry embers is you know anytime you if you if you're a follower of the page of, or of their twitter you know oh. anytime you make a music purchase you post or you tweet and you use their their hashtag which is buy music you know, B-U-Y. I did not know, and, and I will do that immediately. And so <laughs> I, I thought that that was a cool idea, and I signed up initially for Twitter just to be able to do that. And then that sounds like a draw right now. I'm like, oh man, I'm not doing that already. <laughs> well, you can follow. You know, I guess now yeah. is a good time to give the plug. It's on on Twitter. It's at Industry Embers, and then on Facebook, just search Industry Embers. There's only one one page that comes up there. All right. And. Uh, and then for my my uh, podcast Twitter, I did that because I again I was only using Facebook, and I reached out. Yeah. I won't I won't name the band, but I reached out to a publicist to try and book a band on the podcast. And he said, "Well, what's your social media numbers? What's your following?" And I was like, "Well, the Facebook page following is this, and I don't really have a, a Twitter or an Instagram." Yeah, yet. see, that's what they ask now. They don't ask and, for your they don't ask for your resume. They ask for your following number right and so and he's like well Which you're an eye opener for a lot of people he's like he's like your 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 numbers aren't high enough you know get back to us when you've got a bigger following and then maybe we'll we'll let you book one of the band members on the show yeah and so See, i was I, like there was a moment when i didn't even know that was a thing yeah and then i realized oh shit that's a thing yeah yeah i was like oh good thing i didn't focus on any resumes and i can lift heavy things yeah. And so, not, and so not. I signed up. So after, after getting that, after that guy telling me like, nope, get more followers. It's like, all right, let's make a Twitter. Let's make an Instagram. Let's make yeah. a fucking Patreon and try and get, which fuck, I have a, it's kind of like, you know, like investing, you got to diversify your package. Exactly. And I have, you know, I have to start talking about packages and then I get all aroused. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. What's funny is I've had the Patreon account for a while, and like I've I, I've made it, and I keep telling on every show I tell people, hey, if you like, what I I'm just doing, found out what that is, man. I gotta do that too. <laughs> see, I gotta start putting. The thing is, I think I gotta start actually putting content on there because just telling people, hey, go to my Patreon, give me some money, doesn't tend to fucking work out. No, you got produce, mate. Yeah, yeah. Got produce. So, I know that you know this. You know, I, I I'm partnered with the Club Kayfabe Creative Community, and and those guys, so their their wrestling show, the Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, they have okay, they have a uh, you know they have a, a Patreon, and they actually they have people that they 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 they've gone so far as to have oh that's like, cool. Where where like, are they from? Well, so the one the the main guy who who's you know sort of put all this together uh, is a friend of mine. He grew up in the same town as me, but now he lives out. Uh, in cool. Lancaster, PA, near near where the uh, the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair is, oh. and the two other hosts 
currently live in, I believe they both currently live in North Carolina. One is another Jersey guy. The other one used to be in New York, but they're both in North Carolina now. And so they do this this podcast every week where they talk pro wrestling, and they have their Patreon, and they have they they actually have people that like subscribe monthly, so they have backer only shows that you can only get if oh. you're on the if if you've subscribe if you I think it's I think it's if you've given them a minimum of five bucks a month on Patreon, you can get access to their exclusive content. Sold. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna check that out. And actually, I, lo- I love local local wrestling things. Yeah, I mean they talk a lot. I mean they talk they talk a lot of you know the mainstream, the WWE, the AEW. I don't know if they still talk Impact because I think that Impact everybody's kind of surprised that that's even still alive. But I was like, whoa, Impact, really? <laughs> yeah, because I, I real TV, man. You know, real TV. Well, it's funny with Go you know, and we're kind of because now we're getting into into wrestling a bit. It's funny with, with you know, Impact started out as TNA, and for every year, it's like ah, oh, they're they're about to go out of business, they're about to go out of it, and they seem to yeah. just stay the fuck alive all the time somehow. I don't know, man. Like entertainment, yeah, it's a business, and actually, they know they know what to do. They actually know how to target a market and rouse a crowd. Well, I think that the good thing with not just wrestling, not just music, but but any business, any product, is that it's always good to have competition in the marketplace. Yeah, that ca- that's capitalism, right? I mean, like, hey, competition is good. Like, that yeah. kind of fuels the drive. I love that. Yeah, eat the turnbuckle. You ever hear of them? I have heard of them. They they were. I don't know if their I heard show. I them on Liquid Metal one time. Yeah, when I used sure. to have that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's where I heard of them too. Because uh, the one host on Liquid Metal, Sean the Butcher, he's a big wrestling guy. Yes, the Butcher guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wrestling guy that eat eat the turnbuckle was on there, and I remember hearing about them, and I was like, oh, I like these guys. Yeah. Yeah. They were supposed to play, and I don't know, because I, I don't remember when the show was, so I don't know if it happened and I missed it or it got canceled, but they, they were supposed to play at the one club that I go to a lot, uh, Dingbats in Clifton, New oh. Jersey. Ding, uh, Clifton? Yeah. I've been to Clifton. Yeah, that's where I go. I was there last weekend. I was supposed to go to the Wellmont Theater in Montclair to see Overkill, but that show got canceled because coronavirus. Yeah. So I went. Overkill. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that show got canceled. Show. And so, That's, because I have to say, when I go to a show, what's, I expect there to be a brutal pit there. What's crazy <laughs> is that Overkill, like their singer, lives in my town. Like, really? Yeah, That's my awesome. It's funny. My brother, <laughs> my brother used back when my back when my brother was in high school. He worked at a gas station that was down the road from where Bobby Blitz from Overkill lives, and he guess he wasn't on tour at the time, so he just came into the gas station to just get some gas, and my brother well, was wearing an Ozfest shirt. It was very shirt. likely. He was wearing a, my brother was wearing an Ozfest shirt, and he says, hey, so uh, Ozfest, you're into that kind of shit, huh? He's like, uh, yeah, why? Well, what's up? He's like, ah, you, check out my band Overkill. And so then my brother, my brother says to me, he's like, you ever hear the band Overkill? I was like, I've heard of them, but I, at that point, I'd never listened to them. He's like, oh, no, they're, really? they're, he's like, their singer came into the gas station, told me I should check them out. I was like, all right. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I was going to go to that show, but it got canceled. So what I did instead, before they put like a complete fucking ban on everything, was Ugh. at Dingbats last weekend. They had a show and it was mostly, it was supposed to be four bands three cover bands and one band that wasn't a cover band but two of the bands canceled so we wound up with one cover band and one band that was uh original and the band that was an original band was uh are you familiar with the pirate metal band swashbuckle i am 
Yeah, so that it, is a good band. Yeah, so oh, it was my. them, and and then the only other band that played uh, was this band called Of the Sick, which was a Slipknot tribute band, and they played just all of the yep. material from the first Slipknot album. All of their <sighs> costumes were like the the first album era Slipknot really? masks and stuff. Yeah, they're like like over Slipknotting Slipknot. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, you know, <laughs> good, when you're, you when know, you're a tribute, you know, yeah, when you're a tribute, tribute band, you play the full role, you do, you dress the part and everything. Yeah. And that's actually, I get, I get that being a Ren Fair person, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, it's a homage, you know, like the best form of flattery is uh, imitation. Right? Well, what's <laughs> funny, and I'm sure, I mean, as a metal guy, you must know this. Everybody seems to kind of know the story, but Ripper Owens, who was a singer for Ice Earth at one point, yep, he was also prior to Ice Earth was in Judas Priest. Rob Halford had left Judas Priest. Yes. And he was in Judas Priest and they had found him because he was the lead singer of a Judas Priest tribute band. I know. Like, see, that's why people do tribute bands because they maybe get noticed and never know. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, that's not why because they love, that's the band they love, you know? Yeah. You know, tribute, cover, there's a difference between tribute and cover and Unique. Yeah, because if you're, you know, cover band doesn't necessarily have to resemble the band that they're covering and they can do multiple stuff, whereas a tribute band yeah. tends to focus on one particular band and pulling off as much yeah. of look and the whole show as they can. A cover band generally sticks around genre. Like, yeah. Uh, like, they're... I, I, I've been to this place around me in Connecticut. It's a local place, you know, Chowder Pots. You know, there's a local band. I can't remember their name. But they do all these covers from back in the day, disco covers, you know, old doo-wop, you know, old stuff, old Motown, you know, old pop hits. And they do them directly directly in that style or do they turn them into something else? Oh, no, they kind of do it directly in that style, but they do their own thing to it, you know, it's like, and it's, and it's good. And I can't even think of their name. I think it's like prime something like, oh, it's got to be prime time. I think Hmm. that's it. Okay. Prime time. Now I think about it. Yeah, because I just saw my buddy the other day, and I haven't seen him in a whole year and a half. And that's him. Yeah, he likes prime time, and that's the cover band. Okay. They're, they're this band. I have to say, like, I, I'm like, man, it takes a lot of skill to be able to do that day in and day out, doing the bars, doing the local stuff, doing that, you know, and being that band. Yeah, you know what's funny yeah. is there was a band, and I don't remember their name either. I don't think they're even together anymore. But back probably before I had kids, so it was 13, 14 years ago, I lived in an apartment with some some roommates. And every week we would go to this one bar, and there was this cover band that would play every week, yeah. like the same day, every week. And it was a good time, man. It was it was a kind of yeah. cool, like, go and, and check them out and everything. And it was cool to see this. Like, I, I like when bands... You know whether they do it, whether they're they're faithful to the original like style and everything, or if they make it their own. I like covers when they're done well. You know when when they're not, that's a whole other thing. But <laughs> yeah, you know you, you know when it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it's live, you know when it's recorded, it's different. I love li- live music. I mean, every, you know a lot of people love live music, and that's the thing. Of course, I prefer live music. Yeah. But I like to play any music I can whenever possible. I switch it up. You know, I love metal, but sometimes a good classical puts you in that mood for metal, you know? Well, see, that brings us to one of the other things we were talking about a little bit before we started recording was, yeah, there, you got that thing with, with Apocalyptica where they play, oh, yeah. they play on cellos, but They're they, awesome. but they play like in a kind of a metal style. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea is that theory wise, 
metal is very similar to Baroque and classical and grandiose type of classical music. And uh, Niccolo Paganini, Italian virtuoso, you know, did a lot of uh, arpeggios, you know, arpeggios really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of started metal back in the day. So been around for a long time. And that style and that's that feeling that you get from literally feeling the vibrations of that music live. Yeah. I've been around for a long time. And what's cool is kind of tying in to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago with covers and stuff. Uh, Apocalyptica is unique in that they've got that that classical thing, but they're but they appeal to the metal crowd. And I yeah. think that, that that's because they started out their that that first album of theirs was all Metallica covers. Yes, that was their very first one. It was a very good introduction to be like, hey, here we are. We're four cellists and we're metal. You know? What was what was cool was a couple of years ago because it was the I believe the. 20 year anniversary of that album they were they were touring and playing the whole the whole thing live and i got to see them on that tour yeah that was fucking fantastic because i've seen them i've seen them do their regular tour where they play uh, a mixture of like covers and their originals but on that that tour a few years ago where they played just the metallica stuff was fucking fantastic yeah i mean oh i wish (laughs) i wish i could have seen that that's great I mean, cellists, uh, I just love it when classical and metal collides and classical musicians realize for the first time metal is classical. And uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, my God. You know, one of my favorite classical artists might be Gustav Holst. He did The Planets. Okay. They say one of the most devastating pieces of music ever written. Mars, the bringer of war. The very first song of his Planets arrangement. Hmm. I'm not familiar. I'll have to I'll have to check that out. Check it out. It's, it is metal, man. You know, symphonic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> metal. Yeah. Uh, hey, I just, like it. It's just the most devastating thing. Like it's just like boom. You got to put it like loud as possible. It's similar to the feeling you get when you you hear the "Thus Spake Zarathustra." It's hard to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, 2001. Yeah, yeah. Space Odyssey. You know, I believe isn't that the, the song monkeys that, hitting the thing, even know. even you know because we we're talking wrestling is that not the song that rick flair uses as his entrance yes nature boy rick flair yeah uh, very good very good wrestler yeah very good showman right? yeah yeah think about that and now his Mark, daughter's in there oh imagine him during a twitter age <laughs> dude speak just because we're talking music and everything speaking of of like going on a twitter rage did you see because i saw this last night that the the singer from from uh, that band trapped went oh, on and they went on an insane he went on an insane twitter rampage really? the other day like really like you know and it was very it was, was very it like a video or was it like you know written? no he just was he just kept tweeting about well you know inferred tone rather than you know well, like he was, yeah, it was, oh. it wasn't a video or anything. It was just tweeting a lot. The, 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 there was a, I was looking at one of the metal sites. I don't remember which one because it came up in my Google news feed and they just compiled some of what they called the highlights of his just, I, I guess that he had hundreds and hundreds of tweets uh, oh, that, that just like got really, really political and got really oh. insulting of people because they're one of those bands that gets really upset. Uh, the singer, especially gets really upset if you refer to them because you know as far as most people are considered they're only really known for 
Well, they're they're only really known for that one song, Headstrong, that was really big in like 2001, 2002. Headstrong. Right. And so when people refer to them as like a one-hit wonder, they they they're like, "No, no, we we've got more hits than that." And we and he kept bringing up in his in his his <laughs> thing like, "We have so many listeners on Spotify and we have so many listeners on Pandora." I think the figure was like just over 2 million or something. And so that was his way of trying to to justify that like, "No, we're not a one-hit wonder." And you know, well, I make you know, I make more that. money. Th- I make more money than you, so your opinion doesn't really fucking matter. And That's like I said, he got cool. Yeah, he got really, really political, and and you know, this guy, he's been kind of known for that. In fact, they were they played a show here in Jersey a few years ago, yeah. where he almost got into a, a physical altercation really? with with one of the local bands in the parking lot, like they were having an argument over merch space. I, I talked about this uh, a bit. That's not cool. I talked I mean, about this a bit of, uh, uh, on an episode last year with uh, Mark Morales from Sons of Texas because they were on that tour. And I guess that the... Merch space, man. I mean... I guess that the... Yeah, uh, hiding grounds. Ugh. I guess that the, the uh, uh, Sons of Texas, like the merch space they were ar- that, that he was arguing with the local band about was actually for Sons of Texas. But So we talked about that a bit. But like... This guy in general was really the singer from not, not the guy from Sons of Texas. He's awesome, but the singer from Trapped has really been known these uh, lately for like just getting really shitty on the internet and 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 yeah. like I, I I actually had to stop like I actually had to stop following them just because I was tired of, of seeing his crap. Oh boy! <laughs> well, see, I remember their hit song, and I know them as a one hit wonder. I mean, I mean, <laughs> technically, I mean, no offense, guys. I... I can't recall any other song. I mean, can you can you come up if you name one? I probably could remember it, but there was another song of theirs. Like I think it was the next single. Well, what's that... the melody? I mean, uh, <laughs> what's the name? Was Headstrong? How does it go again? Headstrong. Back Headstrong. off, take back Headstrong. off. I'll take back you off. I'll take you off. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of got that hardcore pop thing going. Yeah, yeah. But so their 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 next single, I think it was the next single, was called like Freeze Frame or something like that. Like I I kind of dug that song, but but yeah. it did it definitely didn't hit as big as like as Headstrong did. Like I don't think anything in their whole disc- discography really did. But you know they are still around. But what's funny is that they're like you know like I said about bands that that flip out on social media when you call them a one hit wonder. Apparently, uh. Smash Mouth has the same, like not not to the degree that the guy from Trap did, but anytime you 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 tell Smash Mouth on Twitter that they're a, a one hit wonder, they take exception. Smash Mouth, eh? Yeah. I don't know. Every time you hit the ground running, wait, wait, <laughs> how's it go? How's their song? Well, Smash Mouth was might as well be walking on the sun. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but then know. they also is, had is like it called selling out or buying in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I consider it buying in with them. Yeah, but they're not metal. So. <laughs> no, no. But oh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, just just because we seem to have a very similar interest in in metal bands, at least, yeah. is um, are you familiar with the band Sabaton? Oh yeah, and I just you know they they came out with a recent album, right? And I have not heard that yet, and I think it's on the list of one of the best. Yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten their new record yet. I got their last one the last time they came through. They're supposed again, as long as oh fucking look up Sabaton on Wikipedia and it brings up a, yeah. a shoe. You know, and, and there's oftentimes like I, I, I kinda like the idea of radio in a sense where so I'll leave old school Pandora on mm-hmm. and I don't know who it is. 
and I'll go over and be like, oh, because I kind of like ad-based funding because there's a whole industry of people making commercials. Right, right, right. You know, and I'm part of that world too. Film. Right, right. So I, I like to support that by just listening to old Pandora, like regular radio. In a way. Yeah. Well, what's and cool is dealing it... with the commercials because I don't mind them. Yeah, yeah. What's cool about Sabaton, other than their their general vibe and everything, is that uh, they're supposed to be again, as long as it's not canceled, they're supposed yeah. to be going on tour this year with uh, as the opening act for Judas Priest, and so I would. Oh wow! Know, yeah. Nice. Where oh, I'm gonna have to go see that <laughs> Painkiller. I'll be in the pit. That's that's Painkiller is by far probably my favorite fucking yeah. Judas Priest song. Oh man, that is so speed like ah. Oh, that they 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 get that scale and that certain speed and that certain it gives me chills that song in the in the speed it does yeah. let me see let me take a look here on the old book of the face and i see by book of the face that okay so this tour is not until september so oh. hopefully coronavirus doesn't ruin it there'll be a whole new virus by then <laughs> so you're in connecticut they're playing foxwoods on september the 12th Right, that's nice. And then that's not a bad playing, venue. And they're playing down here in Jersey at the Prudential Center in Newark on September the fifth. No, where is that Prudential Center in Newark? Like, so that's uh, I don't know if you're familiar with with Newark, New Jersey, but the Prudential Center is actually right down the road from the Goth Club QXTs, which uh, I've been to a handful of times. I actually okay. recorded an episode of the show there. Slayerville, New Jersey. Uh, what's funny is that the fans always, I think, purposely mispronounce that. It's uh, I know, <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 actually where I uh, I did a I did a couple of podcasts there. I did uh, forty below or not forty below. Well, I did uh, Tom who was in forty below summer, and I also did the guys from Nonpoint at uh, at that venue, the Starland right. Ballroom. Yeah, Starland Ballroom. Yep, that's the one I've heard of more frequently, actually. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it depends on what, like, uh, Starland, you know, like like Dingbats, which I was mentioning before, you know, is a yeah, small Dingbats. club. Like, that's a small club. That's where you get your, gonna, smaller, your smaller shows, local out, shows, man. everything. And then Starland is, uh, you know, more of your mid-level, mid-size uh, venue. And yeah. then you've got, like, your your stadium shows, your amphitheater shows. So, like, the, the Prudential Center, that's, that's like a big, that's like, that's like a bigger, I don't want to say, like, I guess it's more of a stadium show. Like the Prudential Center, that's where like the Devils, uh, the New Jersey Devils play. Oh, okay. And um, so it's like that kind of size venue. And then you know you've got like your big amphitheaters. Like again, in in, in Jersey, it's the the big the big one in Jersey is the PNC Bank Arts Center, formerly known as the Garden State Arts Center. Okay, yeah, I know the Garden State Arts Center. So, but man, if you ever want to check out, if you want yeah. to want to check out fucking dingbats man you let me know i go there all the time once they're Dude. open again and able to do shows yeah let me know when they're open again and uh come on down you know like it's i come on down that way for work all the time so just going over to jersey is uh pretty simple so yeah man fucking hang out yeah. go to show fucking we could go hang yeah. with craig there's also a there's a pretty awesome brewery that's in the same town as as dingbats clifton an awesome brewery called uh, ghost hawk brewery i want to give them ghost a shout hog? ghost hawk hawk Ghost Hawk. Yeah, I'm gonna give them like a shout that. out just because I fucking I love that place. I haven't had a bad beer from them yet. Everything there is great. Nice. I'm gonna check. I like yeah. their name. I don't know. You know they I'll they've only been out. open. They've only been open uh, just under a year. They're gonna be having their their one year like celebration in April. All right. Well. So. Hey man, that'll probably be when they're open. So I'll come down. I hope so. Like I hope that that doesn't end up getting postponed. 
sometimes that can be good, you know, creating a line. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. What's cool, I don't know if what they're doing up by you, but what's cool in uh, down here in this area, uh, because everything is being closed by by you know the government mandates, they're yeah. they're allowing they're allowing like breweries and stuff to do deliveries. Yes, I noticed that there are breweries doing deliveries, and that's really interesting that they're allowing that. Why deliveries are allowed, but no other social contact is. Well, but I just think it's cool that you like because I don't think that that breweries previously were able to do that, and so no, it's cool I that, mean, why weren't they able to do this before? I mean, this should be a thing. Yeah, well, I think that you know what's weird. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. Uh, with breweries, there's all kinds of weird legal things. Like I don't know if it's still a law in New Jersey, but I know that there oh, used yeah. to be a law in New Jersey that if you were going to go to a brewery to to drink or whatever that you first had to, it was like a legal, it was like a law that you had to first have somebody that worked there, like give you a tour of the brewery and tell you how like they make the beer and everything. And, and like, I know a lot of them were like trying to get that. I, I think it might've been repealed at this point, but they were trying to get that part of the law repealed. Cause it's like, it's kind of a pain in the ass to be trying to serve customers and have to have one person dedicated to showing people around before they're allowed to take a drink. Yeah. I mean, Generally, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> and then I think that there's there's different laws about like whether or not they can serve food. Like I know there's there's a brewery oh, wow. there's a brewery up in New York that I like to go to, the Captain Lawrence Brewery. Oh and yeah, they have, they have some fantastic favorite. Yeah, yeah, and they have some <laughs> fantastic food. In fact, I think the last time Craig and I went there, we tried to get you to to go, but you you guys had other plans. Yeah, uh, but yeah. they well, they have next, such next time, lad. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Time. But they have such fantastic food there, and I think that there's something in Jersey, or maybe just with breweries in general, where you have to get some sort of additional licensing or yeah, pay some sort of additional fee to be able to serve food. You know. Yeah, it's different by state. You know, we've dealt with this for a long time in Connecticut. The Connecticut blue laws, liquor laws in Connecticut, dude. In high school, I could smoke cigarettes with my high school teacher in between classes, but I could not get a beer past eight at the liquor stores in high school well in high school you shouldn't, have been, like able to, you shouldn't have been able to get beer at all because you're not 21 in high school <laughs> yes i was no <laughs> but no but i know what you mean i know what you mean because like i yeah. uh you know even though i live in jersey i i I, I worked in new york and and i don't know if it's still a law now but i know that in new york for a long time there was a law that you couldn't buy beer on a Sunday before noon. And yeah. so as a cashier working at ShopRite, like we would have to have people like people would come up doing their Sunday shopping and they'd buy some beer for for whatever the reason, for the football game on that day or just because they wanted to replenish their yeah. fucking beer supply. And if it was before noon, we'd have to tell them like, no, no, we can't sell that to you yet. I'm sorry, but I cannot sell you the liquors yet. And uh, uh, glasses down far on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I had actually said at one point, like, why don't, why don't they just block that off or put up a sign or something? And uh, I mean, they, they bother. But I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if that law is still a thing, but like uh, there's all these weird legalities with, with a lot of things, but especially surrounding alcohol and breweries. Yeah. And, well, that's how that works. They like to regulate that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it's good, right? You know? How... Yeah. They they tried uh, doing the prohibition and creating all sorts of underground. <sighs> What's funny is I saw I saw a meme to, uh, today that said something about because people kept making the joke last year before the the, the 
before 2020, like, oh, let's let's make it the Roaring Twenties again. So the meme said something <laughs> like, oh, you you want it to be the Roaring Twenties again? All right, here's a here's a fucking uh, a plague, you know. Uh, yeah. The here's, here's the Spanish he, flu killed thirty million. <laughs> here's like uh you know here's a crippling the economy. No, 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 that's not what I meant. Oh, and haha, now the bars can't be open. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's not right, mate. It's not right. <laughs> Alcohol is currency. <laughs> you were saying before that you kind of like to uh, to discover music, new music or whatever, discover music sort of more organically, just kind of listening to, to Pandora um, or listen to the radio. Yeah, yeah uh, kind of get, you know, just like kind of like how it comes as it comes at you. Rather than like actively searching it out, it's like using every means possible, kind of like the old way. How kind of like old music came to you? Like, hey, right, right. Here's this tape, you know, like. Right. Hey, so, well, so I was going to ask you what what uh, what stuff have you uh, come upon recently that you've enjoyed? Recently, I've I've switched on the Pandora, and I've liked some older things that came up. Old okay. man's child. Old man's child came nice. up a lot of times. And I was like, oh, my God, like my myself not knowing the band, because I'm pretty good at like recognizing the band pretty quickly. So I'm like, oh, I love kind of like not knowing, like, who's this? And yeah, yeah. I'm like, I might, you know, when you know that feeling, like you hear a song and you're like, you don't know the band and you're like, I like this. Yeah, yeah. I like this a lot. And then you kind of like resist the urge to go over and look at it. And you're like. Because with radio, you have to wait till the end of the song to find out who did that. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, but with Pandora, you can go over and look at it. So like, it's kind of like how these stages of technology have changed the way we listen to music. It's crazy, <laughs> but uh, I like that mystery. You know, like going over and being like, "Oh, it's old man's child." That's who I've seen recently. And um, Belfagor has been on nice. that list recently. But yeah, I mentioned uh, Death Angel earlier, which yeah. I liked a lot of their earlier stuff because uh, I like a lot of that blackened death, that deathened black, you know, blur of a line, you know, of black metal and death metal kind of like blurring it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I like that in the sense because I love that stuff because one of my favorite bands is that Absu. I've heard of them. They're early. 90s stuff from being from dallas texas black metal from dallas texas in the early 90s oh crazy but they kind of changed their styles to be a little poppier and a little bit more listenable which i liked but i like them a lot and it kind of reminisce of that you know like some of these new bands I, I just listened to the newer mayhem album 2019 okay. right uh damon yeah demon however you want to say it that was good uh raw black metal very much like Dark Funeral. I liked that. I was really into All Shall Perish, and then they kind of went away, and then I think they're coming back, but I have not heard much. Have you okay. heard anything? Have you heard I've, anything about them? I've not. Not recently. Because I know their singer, Eddie Hermida, went to Suicide Silence. Right. And But the guitarist of All Shall Perish was supposedly coming back. And I was really looking forward to that because I really like them. Yeah, that kind of like metalcore, you know, but not like, but kind of like brutal. Right, right. Metalcore, you know, like unapologetic metalcore, you know, like not getting whiny. I don't know how else to put it, but yeah. Because, you, know, you know, what? what is there a metalcore genre style when metalcore gets whiny? 
Is there like a, is it called a certain thing <laughs> or is it all whiny? No, because, or is it, or is all shall perish a different thing? I feel that? like when, 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 when in general, I think when music tends to get, regardless of, of what, well, no, maybe not regardless, but I think that whiny, when you get whiny, you start to kind of get more into the, uh, the emo. Yeah. Yeah. The emo thing, you know, I'm crying a lot, you know, cause my daddy's so rich. Maurice. You know, it's funny, you know, talking about, uh, uh, and I'm sure this wasn't the last time that it happened, but uh, you, you were talking about, you know, discovering music organically from the radio and whatever. There was a time, yeah. it was probably, like I said, and I'm sure this is not the last time it happened to me, but it, this is what it sticks out in my mind as to uh, when uh, a time where it happened was I was, when it was 2010, so it was 10 years ago. Uh, we were in the process of moving back to Jersey from New York state. And I was listening to WSOU that like, you know, famous, uh, like college, college metal channel here out of Jersey at a a Seton hall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. And they were playing this one band and it was, it was a folk metal band. So, you know, you got the metal, heavy metal with like the more Ren fair type instruments. Yeah. And, and I was like, who the fuck is this? And like, I had missed because it was one of those things where they didn't say who it was after the song. They had said it before and I had yeah. missed the beginning. So I don't know who it was. So I actually yeah, like, see? called like, into the station. I was like, who was that? I need to know who that was. Yeah. See, that's a pertinent thing. You know, like I, I find myself always not wanting to know who is this. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't mean I should know it. It doesn't matter what genre, what decade. Just because it's a certain genre from a certain decade doesn't mean I should know it. Right, right. All of a sudden, so, I'm, it's like a classic rock song, and I'm like, man, this is Leonard Skinner, I think. <laughs> well, so I had actually called in to the station. I was like, who was that? I need to know who that was. And it was this folk metal band out of Latvia called Skyforger. Out of Latvia? Skyforger? I know them. Yeah, yeah. I've heard them. And yeah, so, that's good stuff. Yeah, man. And so yeah, that, like yeah. I said, that's just sort folk of like... Folk metal, a, man. Oh, I just found out that I'm like mostly Lithuanian. <sighs> really? I had no idea. I didn't yeah. think that... that uh, you know, Brown was a was a Lithuanian name. It's not. <laughs> Apparently, it's a Scottish name. But I'm like at least mostly Lithuanian. Huh. <laughs> Odd. Don't do those tests. I didn't. I was like, Dad, don't do the test. I don't want to be on that radar. <laughs> <laughs> See, I kind of would want to do one of those because every time that I've ever asked, like my parents, like, what are we? Because people yeah. all growing up, people always want to know what what your uh, national origin is or whatever and i never fucking know because my dad americans we're big mutts man all of us well that's the thing that's my the dad truth. my dad always says oh his exact phrasing and i guess it, it <laughs> his, his exact phrasing was oh you know we're we're, we're heinz 57 variety a little bit of everything <laughs> yeah you just gotta tap it on the side and so and so well so i always tell people they're like what are you i was like my dad says we're steak sauce <laughs> <laughs> that make you a one <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I'd like to do one of those just to find out. I know my brother had gone online and did some sort of uh, yeah through that what was whatever the ancestry dot com. He had done their free trial. Yeah. I, it, I don't know. I read some things one time where if you're European at all, you're kind of like eighty five percent Neanderthal or Neanderthal, however you want to pronounce it. But um, that's good because then you're like resistant to most diseases, but you have allergies. You know? Yeah, man. Blood type and diet. Where does it come from? <laughs> now we're getting now we're getting into science, <laughs> science and stuff, man. That's like you know crazy. But um, 
I keep looking at a lot of lists, and that number one keeps coming up as behemoth, Satanist as number one for the decade. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm like, I like it. I like it. You know, I mean, you know, hail, hail, yeah. Hail the Dark Lord, but, you know, hey, now. <laughs> it's okay. I've seen them live. They were very good. Yeah, I've seen um, them too. Like I said, they 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 are one of those bands that 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 vocally is a little bit beyond where I tend to. Yeah, the to sit. timber, the timber sometimes affects people because it's about the sorrow. Yeah, that's what you. I think that like it's really about what he's saying, not how it sounds. I hear that. Um, I uh, what's funny is I you know, I had had a conversation with somebody once a long time ago, and and. You know, I had said like, yeah, you know, I don't really care for like death metal and stuff like that. And he said, you know, the thing yeah. about death metal and that kind of music or, or, or that that guy had said, like, even though I might not particularly care for the, the way that the vocals sound, you yep. still got to appreciate the musicianship. Oh, yeah. I and mean, like after uh, he said that, I was like, you know, you've got a point. Yes. that. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate all all music, to be honest, like in, in most things. Uh, appreciation doesn't mean you have to be in love with something forever. Right. It means that you just show, you have to understand the value of, and you know, showing appreciation is a common thing. Yeah. And that's a positive mindset showing appreciation, especially for metal, metal music, man, you know, like it's metal. It's hard to get up there on stage and do this music. It's fast. It's hard. It's heavy. It's in your face. You know, it takes a lot out of you. I can attest to that. Sorry, I'm. I'm. As you're listening, I'm. I'm scrolling through the internet and what that. Scrolling through Facebook, yeah. And so again, it keeps coming up because again, it's how it's how we met. Is uh, yeah. the the Dread Crew. Their that. their former drummer Eric Eric yeah. W Brown, also known as Rainbow Dragon Eyes. I. He, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with with his work outside of of uh, Dread Crew. I am so not. he's like so he does a lot of like he's the drummer for Swashbuckle. Oh, okay. So and he's also he's also the drummer. He's the he's the drummer in a lot of like death metal-y kind of bands. You, you know, oh, Swashbuckle, the Necro Necro Goblicon. Oh, I love them. Um, there's this band Veil of Noth that he's the drummer for. But oh he, but he also does like video game music, and he does that. That's under, where it's at, dude. And so he he does a lot of stuff like the chip tune, which you know where they use old video games, Game Boys, NES, Sega Genesis, and use the sound chips, you know, oh, to make music. He has a whole bunch of shit under under the name Rainbow Dragon Eyes, where he just makes chip tune. And he had also done under the name Rainbow Dragon Eyes, had done there was this game that had come out on it was on the Nintendo Switch, and it was on uh, I think it was on Steam. It's called the Messenger, and it was a very uh, like old school NES style Ninja Gaiden type game. Oh. And he did he did the full soundtrack for that. And now it just got announced that they're doing a Kickstarter. The same the same studio that released really? that game is doing a Kickstarter for a new game called Sea of Stars that I guess he's also doing the soundtrack for. So I'm scrolling through Facebook oh. and the post. That sounds uh, awesome. I, I love Kickstarter, by the way. I mean, I just I kickstarted my first thing ever, and it's been an amazing experience, and it's been awesome. Well, so it's they're great. they're they're going to be kickstarting this new game, and he's doing the soundtrack for that as well. Although it looks like instead of going under Rainbow Dragon Eyes, he's doing it under his real name. So I can send you the link. I'll, I'll probably post yeah. it since we're just 
fucking talking about it. I'll, t- I'll check that out because I really love like, you know, mixing of media, you know, just all different types of different medium, <laughs> yeah, yeah. different things to work in. So, yeah, it was so cool that, that, you know, I had, I've had him not to keep all oh, this was on the show. That was, I had him on the show as well when he was touring with, with Necrogoblicon. Yeah. They're cool, man. <laughs> they're funny. I love that. Like goblin chorus thing, you know? Everybody yeah. Knows. Yeah. I liked well, that a lot. It was the single that was out at the time was a song called dressed as goblins. <laughs> I love it, man. It's, 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 a, it's so funny. You have never played. Dungeons and Dragons, man, because Necrogobcon, goblins, you know, it's so D and D. Like, uh, it's fun. I mean, I'm sure that I will at one point. Between knowing you and hey. having other friends from Fair, hey, you know what? If you join that other group, I'll join with you, man. Because I haven't played in over 15 years. I've been playing D and D for 30 years, and I haven't been a player. I'll wow. join with you. I'll come down. That'd be awesome just to be able to fucking hang out with you more. Exactly, dude. <laughs> I'm down with that. This is fun. I've never done one of these things. Anything else that you wanted to talk about? I've been listening to a lot of Arch Enemy again lately because I find myself like looking at the thing and I'm like, oh my God, it's Arch Enemy. So is there, okay, so I've got to ask you then which, because they've had three singers, one male, two female. Which of the three singers do you uh, I like both the female singers and I like the original singer. I like I like all of what they do. When I look at it, I don't really know what voice is attached to what. Mm-hmm. And it's actually hard for me as an ingester of all sorts of different things to remember who is who what with what. But I love what they're doing. And I like the timber. I like what's going on there. It's just the right amount of pop. It's been mm-hmm. that way for a while, consistent. Now, were you aware just because... I pulled them up online, and I was aware of this anyway. They they actually had done the ori- I guess the original lineup of Arch Enemy, including the original singer. Like they got back together and formed a a, a new band called Black Earth, which I believe was the f- name of the first Arch Enemy album. Did not know that. And they man, and they were doing some awesome. they were doing some live shows where they played those songs, and then they I believe they were also going to be working on new material under the black earth banner wow that sounds very interesting to me because it seems they've kind of gone in different directions and in a way uh i like what they're doing there in a sense the idea behind you know we're fans we like stuff we don't know what's going behind the scenes you know people own in different names and copyrights and copyright law internationally <laughs> yeah yeah Oh man, you know, like there, there's reasons why they're doing this. And well, I think that they probably their shit. So I, I like think that, that well, I think in that case, would they probably probably because they were focusing on that era of the band, and it was also probably to avoid confusion because Arch Enemy was like still touring. Yeah, right. It was it yeah. was basically two separate bands, and all you know they did that. You know when <laughs> when the, they got the uh, Dio fronted lineup of Black Sabbath back together, but the Ozzy lineup was still. A band as well. That's why they decided to to rename when you know when they were with Dio, they called yeah. it Heaven and Hell, which was the first. Hey, no, Sab- Dio, man, Dio with Black Sabbath. Those are good songs, man. Yeah, I mean they're like in their own right, separate from Black Sabbath's other stuff. Yeah, like its own thing, and it's that good. I was yeah. so glad that I got to see that lineup before <sighs> before Dio died because they did a yeah. tour. It was it was I, uh, it. I think it was called the Metal Masters tour. And it was yeah. Testament, 
Oh, Testament. Uh, Great band. Yeah, it, was, it was Testament, Motorhead, yeah, Judas see? Priest, and Heaven and Hell. That is a great lineup, man. <laughs> oh, man. Woo. Oh, man. I never got to see Motorhead. Uh, I got to, that was the only time I got to see them, and it was not a very long set, but I'm, I'm glad that I got to, got to see the them. The only regret I have in life. Craig was supposed to actually, our, you know, our, our captain on our ship at Renfair, Craig, was supposed to see that show with me, but he wound up not being able to go because his car got stolen. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a whole that was a whole saga. That was, <sighs> was a long time because obviously it was well, before before Theo died. But when Captain Craig's car got stolen, yeah. Well, did he get it back? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's that you know his uh, it's that same same. He's had the same car for fucking twenty. He was actually telling me the other day, like you know, it's it's, had that same car for twenty years. That's almost like a movie script right there, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, you had that car that long, and you got it back after it being stolen. No, wow. I think it had it had uh, LoJack in it, so the cops uh, were able to find it. That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this writes itself. <laughs> but yeah, Jack no, he had to, he had to, he had to, he, he couldn't. I think, I think, if I remember correctly, what wound up happening was he was going to go to the show with me, and I had the tickets, and then his car got stolen, and so he had to take like a couple of days off of work to deal with that, and didn't really ha- wasn't able to take another day off in the same week to go to a concert, so he had to go to work uh, that day. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, he missed that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't his fault. It was, but you know, it happens. It was his fault. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's like my only regret in life is not seeing motorhead <laughs> uh well, it's like i missed out on i never got to see uh dimebag play live oh yeah yeah you know I they think, were yeah I saw them once. that that tour that that he was on with damage plan when he got killed like i wanted yep. to go that was a tough minute that was weird <laughs> yeah like i wanted to go to the new york show yeah and my girlfriend was like, no, let's, you know, save some money so we can get our own place. And da, da, da. you can, uh, you know, they're not going anywhere. You can see them the next time. Yeah. And there wasn't the next time. That sucks. Yeah. But at the same time, man, poor dime bag, man, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. that's just brutal for the whole industry and the whole genre. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really put a weird cloud over everything. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't go to a show without being like doubly frisked. That's a thing. That's another, you know, I have all these like sub like list of, you know, we were talking about it before we started recording list of all these different subjects I'd like to cover on this show. And one of them that I'd like to to dedicate an entire show to is just sort of discussing concert security, you know, in a world after after 9-11 and after Dimebag, because I kind of think, I mean, obviously, yeah, I remember they have through this whole thing. It was like weird, man. It was like a progression. Yeah, it used to be. uh a little bit more free and open. It's weird. Like metal shows still, they have it, but they used to have more of a grateful dead show feel, you know, yeah. and a more of like a hippie vibe and more like a love feel. And yeah, there's violence. Yeah. Whatever you got in the pit in your own risk, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you gotta have a buddy to get you out. No, I mean like it's uh to me, the most community and camaraderie and love I've ever felt is in metal show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's weird Brian, that Brian, that whole thing know, happened. Brian know? Posehn actually has a whole a whole bit about that. You know, is a you know yeah. stand up comedian who's who's a metalhead. And yeah, I remember yeah, he had a, a bit. He's, man. He he's, does he's like Guns and Dragons as well. Yeah, right. He does yeah. His own live stream right now. What's funny is he has a bit though. Like, what other music genre is there out there 
that has like its own like hand symbol and you can just throw it up and you yeah. know if somebody's wearing like wearing a metal shirt or something you, you both throw the horns and you kind of know that like there's a brotherhood there instant community yeah it doesn't matter who you are you know metal yeah can, we smell our own we smell we can smell you <laughs> not really you smell <laughs> it's that jean jacket <laughs> nah. that's funny oh, but yeah you know what i mean like this is something i've talked about with metalheads about like uh you know their kinship with each other like no matter what it's a camaraderie you feel at the metal shows and it's there it's palpable you know you can feel it and it's it's there it exists elsewhere you know whenever you see a metalhead you're like hey i got your back I think that that's kind of a good place to leave it. Just one, one, one other thing. I just was scrolling through through yeah. fucking social media real quick, and I figure it's a good thing to let everybody know is that uh, you know I keep seeing all of these things about oh well because of social distancing and coronavirus <laughs> and blah blah blah. Here are some things that you can do, and yeah. I see I see a, a <laughs> on on my Facebook feed an article from Metal Injection that says that Adult Swim has released <laughs> the entire series of metalocalypse <gasps> to view for free on the adult swim website oh my god so i just want to leave everybody uh, with that information and i i figure before great. we go um you know let people know uh, once again you know who you are what you do and where they can find you on the good old interwebs me oh, yeah you me on the interwebs oh man yeah you got the twitter page and I, all that. i'm on that twitter at Spencer Mang D20. Come check me out. Spencer the Pirate. I'm on there. there. F- Facebook, I kind of check it. That's where I check up to see how Jay Bunny's doing, actually. <laughs> That's it. All right. Interwebs. And it. you and that and that that Twitter, you use that a lot for the for the RPG D D type stuff that you do, right? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dungeons Dragons, yeah. It's a thing. People do, especially now. That people are doing the social distancing. That's a good thing to look up and study. Yeah, I but also see- listen to your metal. Oh, I keep seeing people wanting to to do like online campaigns and stuff, which I yeah, I, I, I never thought of that. But fun. But I have to say, I've always been a person to person around the table type of person. It's a thing, you know. Yeah, that it, it's perfectly fun online. I'm sure, <laughs> but it kind of video games it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a people people to people person thing. Mm. You know, it's kind of Ren Farish. Yeah. You know, in a sense, like getting people around the table, having a couple beers, you know, rolling some dice is a good thing, you know, yeah, yeah. and li- listen to metal. Metal and D&D go hand in hand for some people. There's a guy, Joe Manganiello. He yeah. Death Saves t-shirts at all the conventions. Oh, man, they are awesome metal shirts. I'll tell you what, you should check it out. You would like it. It's right up your alley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, and metal shirts. Basically, he's a metal dude. He's into metal, and he likes D and D. He's an actor. Yeah, yeah, and, I'm familiar uh, with. He's with married to that work. Spanish lady that's on Modern Family. I forget her name. Yeah, Sofia Vergara. There you go, man. I'm bad with that. I'm in the film business. I'm bad with that. <laughs> <laughs> I work on things. I'm next to these people. Don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, I'm familiar with him from. I believe that he was on. True Blood, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, that's a good show. That's right, with Anna Paquin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I'm familiar with him from from there. But yeah, yeah, I remember so. watching the first season of that. Yeah. But I have to get back to that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know that months. that's I don't know that I don't know that like Metalocalypse that that's available for free anywhere. But I, I think that you can get it online if you're an HBO subscriber or 
on oh, Amazon. That's great. I mean, I own all the DVDs. Oh, there you <laughs> but, go. That's perfect then. But um, yes, it's worth a watch again. And of course, my wife. I started watching with her, and I got her in the middle. Her first show, Amon Marth. Nice. Yep. Right, baby. Yeah. I think I, I saw I, she got to see Sabbath. She got to, I got I brought her to Sabbath. Yeah, man. I never got That's to it. see. Uh, I, I haven't gotten to see Amon Marth yet, but I'd like to. Oh yeah. But they, they do. They're very good. The pits. I have to say, you have to understand your pit etiquette. You know. Yeah. Understand your pit etiquette. You know, fast pit, hardcore pit. What kind of pit you doing? You know, nothing's personal in the pit. Yeah. All right, man. Well, like yes, I said, I think, it's, I think that this is a, a good place to wrap up just because we, we could go for fucking ever. I know. We could. And I'd be I'd be fine with that. But I'd be I'd love <laughs> to have you back on. We could do this again. Yeah, man. Maybe Hit we can get some time. other. Maybe we could get a couple other people uh, on here. Yeah. You know, you know, I love talking about metal and I love talking yeah. about things. Maybe you can, you know, maybe if I can, if I can get, because uh, I still really want to do an episode with, with at least one of the guys from the Dread Crew. So maybe if we can, if yeah. I can get that going, maybe you can be like a special guest host, co-host. Oh, I, I mean, I, 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 I love that, man. I, I love them. They reinvigorated the Ren Fair for me and kind of like started that whole pirate thing for me and helped me on my, my way. And I, I love them and I, I love to see them again. I, I miss them at the Ren Fair. And I, I miss them in general, yeah, because ever since they stopped doing the Renfair, they've kind of not really toured. Yeah, the country well, they're much. West Coast guys. Yeah, they're West Coast guys, and they got stuff going on. One of them, one of them just yeah. had a baby last year. Oh, see, life responsibilities. Yeah, but yeah. all right, man. Well, thanks for yeah, thanks for joining me tonight, and I can't wait to do this again. You're welcome. I can't wait. You know, next right, time man. until the next episode, eh? <laughs> Don't forget, you can also follow J Bunny's Music Hub on Facebook and Twitter. We also have the Patreon that, as I mentioned before, doesn't have any content, but uh, could definitely use your contribution. Uh, right now, with everything that's going on, obviously I can't go to shows to do these interviews because there are no shows. Everything is canceled. But I'm going to try and do more. As I mentioned on the post that I put on the Facebook page, I think it was last week, uh, I'm going to try and do more of these things online. I have some messages out to people that I've wanted on the show that I was kind of hoping I would be able to see in person, but I don't want to. I don't want to let this stagnate. So I'm just going to do what I can to keep this going. Maybe do more roundtables, just more stuff with friends, um, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes uh, with this episode with Spencer because I didn't really know where it was going as far as what our subject was going to be or if we were going to have more people. You know, it was sort of up in the air, as you can tell, right up until we started talking on Skype. Uh, so I didn't have any music in mind for this particular episode. After it was done being recorded, I put out a post on my Facebook page, not the podcast page but just my own personal Facebook asking if anybody that I knew wanted to have their music be in this episode um, I got a couple of responses uh, and just the one there was one that I thought was going to fit this episode best because we did talk a lot of metal and that was that was a request that was made by Rob Slockbauer who I met he used to be the owner of this awesome deli in town called the Flying Monkey uh, his son, Devin, has a musical project. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Looks like it's called Anaclusmos. And 
there's a song they put out an album I found it on Amazon back in September the song that Rob requested is called Fane so this is Anaclusmos with Fane until next time guys Turn it